Andre, how are you? Good, man. <laughs> Good. You. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. What, what, so what are you doing? What do, what's your world all about? Yeah, so at the moment I'm managing a farm uh, near Maidenhead, yeah. it's a Wolfen Place farm. We have 220 acres, we're certified both by the Biodynamic Association and also by Soy Association. So you're both organic and, and biodynamic? That's right. That's how long right. have you been biodynamic? Uh, the Wolfen Place since early 2000s, That's a long but the state certified organic since 1984. Wow. So it's, yeah, our registration number is 500 and something of the association. <laughs> wow, that makes yeah, you right, one right. of the elite. Yeah, right from the beginning. Yeah. Early days, early yeah. days, yeah. Yeah, but myself, I've been working in Wood Biodynamic Agriculture for 25 years now. Yeah, and you've, you've, you've worked with that in Devon and in Portugal and... Yeah, uh, Sussex as well, Emerson College in Sussex, then uh, Devon, the Steiner School in Devon. Yeah, yeah. Living Seeds, uh, the Biodynamic Seed Company in Portugal, and now Wolfen Place Farm. Yeah. You're, you're Brazilian? I'm Brazilian. I'm Brazilian. Well, I always yeah. forget where I'm from in Brazil. Yeah, uh, Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo. So I actually come from... So, a, yeah, beautiful farmland, Sao Paulo. Uh, beautiful, 20-something million people. And <laughs> so I'm one of those people that are first-generation farmers, really, yeah. that decide, decided to make that move. Uh, wanted yeah. to eat better food, wanted to, to live in nature. And yeah. And so... We're exploring this idea that the future of the food system is this transition from this big industrial, global, supply chain, commodity, chemical-based stuff to abundant local food grown in natural systems, processed locally and ultimately um, eaten by local people. And I'm wondering what your reflections on that are and what's happening in, you know, at Waltham Place in terms of that future. Hmm. The good news is I think that future is possible and, and I'm always, you know, I have three kids and they're all, of course, like most people nowadays, they're all very worried and what the future brings and, and all of that. Um, and I, I say this, of course, is a privilege to be able to say this, but as I've been doing this work for 25 years, what I have seen around the communities that I have been involved is actually life conditions improving, better soils, better food, uh, impacts on conservation, impacts on wildlife. Um, and, and, and the social side as well, or do you think it changes the way people are? It should. It, it should. it doesn't always. <laughs> it doesn't always, but it should. And eventually I think it will, you know, because yeah. in essence, I think part of the reason to produce good quality food outside of this monocultural industrial system is actually produce food with enough vitality that, it, uh, that affects people's well-being, also socially, you know, that will make us more socially apt. And I yeah. think the food, the vitality in the food should be doing that to us. So it's more than nutrition, it's interesting, this word vitality, it's, it's something deeper than just simply a chemical composition of the food. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And I think, you know, of course, the nutrition is, 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 is very important, but those vital forces, that vital quality in the food uh, that you could only get on a local food system, not in a global shipping things or not all across the yeah. globe uh, and i think that's also the relationship you know with the soil microbiome uh to 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 eating food locally so to eat something that is grown where you are it should have an impact on social. soil to gut soil to gut to brain to to you know to, to should have an impact on social yeah. life yeah. and the so what 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 do you what's happening you've got new things unfolding at the sure. Sure. Yeah, so our, our, yeah. our farm is, is, well, as I mentioned, 220 acres, and we are sort of a proper 
biodynamic farms. So we have lots of small enterprises. Yeah. Uh, for instance, we have a micro dairy, and we're milking you know ten cows, and it's all uh, cow-fed food, one milking time a day. So really highest standard of animal welfare. Yeah. Uh, we have then vegetable production, we have our farm shop, we have orchard, we have a restaurant, uh, we produce ancient grains, we have our own flour. So, you know, it's a proper closed system where all yeah. the different enterprises are supporting each other. Um, we produce, one thing I'm always very proud of is we produce all the animal feed we produce on site. Most of our cattle, of course, is grass fed. Um, so yeah, it's really, really exciting to see that. But more recently, we've been granted uh, uh, hemp licensed by the Home Office. Wow, um, that's so a big thing, isn't it? It's it's not, it, it was, do they grant those every week or not? No, that's uh, no, it was very hard to get. It was a lot of work to get them. And why, have you, why, why him? Um, we, we were, I was always very interested as a crop. I grew some in Portugal for, for seed production. But specifically now, uh, we, we, we got also been granted planning permission for uh, what we're calling a new model barn. It's a combination of leave, work, grow sort of environment. Yeah. And, and we're going to build uh, this this using hemp crates grown on the farm. So we're growing a building. Okay. So that's the project. So something growing a building. I love growing that a building. We're growing a building. So it'll be a three-year uh, process. Um, yeah. And and yeah, we're really excited to have, especially though the processing space again linking with the local food systems, giving us the ability to add value to, to so, our products. So what will you do in that processing space? So we're going to have four different processing, processing areas. Yeah. So one is we're going to have a, 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 a butchery. And yep. then we're going to have also a, a milk processing space, a fruit and veg, so uh, jams, chutneys and apple juice, which we yep. produce quite a bit of. And then uh, one space for the grain and seeds. So we produce also lots of seeds for the seed cooperative in Lincolnshire. Uh, yep. That's something we're very committed to as well. Wow. Yeah. Mm. So when you, when you look forward and imagine 20 years time, what, what, what could you see being possible? Not only for, for, for Waltham Place, but generally, I mean, what, what's, what could this, how could this all change? I, mean, I think it depends a little bit on the decisions that we make now, because now feels very much we're in a, in a threshold, isn't it, in a crossroad, yeah. really. Um, there's a lot of pressure for the so-called green technologies, and, and, and which I'm um, I'm watching carefully and, yeah. and I'm not against tech by no means. I think you know, technology, technology can really uh, support us in our transition and, and when used well. Um, so it's wise tech that's wise important. Tech. And there's yeah. a lot of it that's not. I mean, no. So how do I put it politely? When I wander around and look at the ag tech innovation sector, you know, 90% of it to me, I think, my God, if you knew one fraction of, of what we know about what nature can do itself. You wouldn't be producing this stuff to, or this additive or this. System. It's exactly that. You know, this whole concept of precision agriculture. What it will, what it does, in my humble opinion, is remove us from nature. And 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 the very reason why we are in this crisis that we are, is has been this separation that you know have been coming from a long time. But of course, yeah. after industrial revolution and all of that has really driven the separation from nature. That's why we see this mental health crisis, people not belonging, and this, this, this struggle as a society. And I think the role of farmers uh, is, is produce food, 
as you say, in abundance, but also taking into consideration wildlife conservation, looking after soils. So all of the, by building those communities, we are integrating people back into 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 nature. I'm Brazilian, as I mentioned earlier, and I, I relate very much to the indigenous concept that we are nature. Yes. So this whole thing, nature, is something out there, and we are. So and I, I, I see the future, the farms. Uh, ecological farms really playing this role yeah. of reminding people of who they are and making people healthier and we are able to, to generate communities, to create communities but also generate economy and, and, and look after each other in an abundant way and I think that's oh. totally possible but it's very much depending on, on, on how fearful we are to make the transition. It's about courage. It's about courage. Yeah. Because um, there's, 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 we all sing. There's a lot of fear mongering, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, if we don't go GMOs, we're gonna all starve. We need new plant, uh, genome, plant breeding techniques, and we need this, we need that, we need this technology, the other technology. Actually, we just need to to, to really develop further our agroecological movement and learn from each other, share skills, build communities, continue to look after the soil. And, and, and feed people something, uh, again, with vitality that feeds them hope. I love it. <laughs> Andre. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. Thank you very much. Wow, that was brilliant.